Jeff here, some of a kind, us of a kind, we of a kind, talking about running as a metaphor for life, life as a metaphor for running. Topic I want to muse on today is the notion of media coverage of major marathons. Yesterday we saw the New York City Marathon and one of the things that pretty much just consumed my attention the entire time was not the race, but the production of it. And it was the same repeat that we've seen year in, year out, in that there's no cohesive, continuous coverage of the race as a sporting event. And it's really frustrating. Like it makes it really hard to be a fan of the sport, not just a fan to be a fan and enjoy it, but to cultivate it and sell it and allow a broader audience to fall in love with this sport that we love. So there are a couple things that are really frustrating that go on right now in the way marathons are done. I'll run run through them. So one, you know, the obvious one that we can all pick apart if you're a big fan of the sport are the human interest stories that they cut in and out of during races. And we see it a lot in American marathons, notably the coverage of New York and Boston. And it's this notion of selling the marathon and showing it as like a, you know, a people's race, you know, in addition to the elite competition that's going on, which is awesome because that's what, I mean, that's, that notion that is like what running is and that's why it's so appealing to everybody is it's like the ultimate democratic sport we all can do it every single person it all hurts just as bad from the guy running 210 to the guy running 410 you know everything in between it's all the same we all get to experience it unfortunately when you do that and you're and you're showing this production as a race as a sporting event it cheapens it cheapens the the absolute elite competition that's going on from the standpoint that it continually distracts away from what they're doing. But more importantly, in that vein, it creates, it prevents any sort of cognitive continuum of somebody trying to follow the race and what's going on. And it'd be like, if you interrupted a soccer match, you know, every 45 seconds to show like, you know, some other event or some like festivity around that match, like out in the community or something. And there's nothing wrong with generating that like positive buzz and everything around the race and showing the human side of what's going on behind the leaders. But if you, want to, if you want people to look at what's going on as a sporting event of world-class athletes participating, you can't continually cut away from them, remove them, and not actually show their task. So, you know, you can think of an alternative scenario where you have just a continuous feed of one race, whether it's men's or women's, two hour long, that's much more similar to a soccer match or football match for international listeners. Um, you have this thread going on and it, maybe it speaks to the broader 
ADD nature of society today, but or maybe specifically American audiences, where you need a break every like 30 seconds or else you can't main, maintain attention. But the problem is then you can never fully understand beautiful sporting storylines with long arcs. And that's again, what like, you know, a hockey game or, you know, any sort of like sporting match that has, you know, that is continuously played out the idea being, say you have one race going on continuously, if you have somebody just casually watching it, like let's think of not, you know, me, super fan, who wants to just like sit there glued, watch every second, maybe a casual person who has it on in the background. It's a far more appealing event if they can continuously be checking back in to, you know, quote unquote, check the score, see how the race has progressed. But as we have it right now, there's like maybe 10 minutes of footage of the entire two, two and a half hour race in the entire broadcast. So if you have somebody who's just tuning in and out of it, there's like a 10% chance that if they actually go to look, it's actually on the given race, which is absurd. You know, there's a greater chance that they look at it and it's on, you know, some side story or some celebrity chef running or a commercial break or any of this stuff it's completely ridiculous it's like the there's just small doses of racing that are parsed in so you really need a longer arc of time for somebody to just sit down and be able to digest what's going on or to have a continuous feed so that if you go back and forth you can keep returning to the same characters that you've known that are developing throughout the way it's shown right now is you know, it's so fragmented that like when breaks happen, all of a sudden one person's gone and you never see them again. And you know, that in, as it actually plays out in the race, those breaks happen over, you know, at worst, you know, sometimes it's very acute, but several minutes maybe. So you could have a situation where the person's like fading away and it makes it much easier to watch and see that happening. So, you know, that notion of just cutting out kind of this, you know, community side to really strip the event down to the race itself. Um, and that would allow the mind of a viewer to fall in love with the characters that are playing out on screen, the story that's playing out on screen, rather than just dividing and conquering their attention and having, you know, basically winning no battle. Um, second one is commentary, which is, it's, it's frustrating because there was, I would say, at least for New York this year, like Tim Hutchins, fantastic. He did an absolutely awesome job. Um, but the other, the other couple that were on there just continuously given to tropes where they're selling they're trying to talk about the race both to a broader audience so it's like they're dumbing it down but also at the same time tying in like you know trying to at least appease like running fans as well and they're just walking this middle ground that just completely I would say ruins it for both parties. So like, you know, the hardcore fans are 
annoyed and, you know, they get hung up on the, uh, I don't know, the, the inaccuracies or the, you know, bad commentating. And it's, it's, it's easy to want a highly informed person behind the microphone just talking to them about, you know, the specifics of these athletes, training, strategy, everything, giving us insight into their minds, which I think would be best case. I'm a huge fan. But then it's also like, you know, what they're doing, I think, alienates also, you know, the quote-unquote casual viewer. And this is where I don't really know the viewership numbers for, you know, an ESPN or NBC broadcast of a major marathon. Um, I don't know, is it is it primarily just distance running fans that tune in who already kind of know something? Or is the actual majority of the viewership just casual people who have ESPN on that are, you know, I don't know, not, no idea. But um, anyways, what I would liken it to is a lot of times I would say with, you know, college football versus NFL announcers, NFL announcers... I've, I mean, I, I don't like watching the NFL for many other reasons, but the announcers are insufferable because it, I mean, it sounds like they've just completely dumbed everything down and are talking in like, just, I don't know, very, very broad, non-specific strokes that give you no insight to the games, feelings, emotions, um, strategy, whatever. But I can see how you know, to, to a broader, very casual audience, that's fine. It's just, it kind of takes them along for the ride. And college announcers are a little bit more specific. They're very informed talking, I don't know, much, much more in tune with the game, the strategy, the coaches, what it means to them. You know, very informed to the backstories of the players teams, etc., schools, and it's it's a little bit more, I don't want to say intelligent commentary, but informed commentary maybe, or respecting a, I would say maybe a more informed specific audience. I'd like to see more of that in marathoning. Um, and, you know, I would, I would, my inkling would be to say like, don't try and sell it to a major audience, like have people that are passionate, informed, and can speak well and have them do it and i think their passion would come through and their excitement and it would make others fall in love so i mean tim hutchins does a great job but i think he gets bogged down by the other people that the networks put on with him and you look at some you know the classic is, is like if you compare bbc feeds to what we have in the u.s it's so much nicer to see like the Eurosport commentators bbc commentators Overseas, they do such a better job at just speaking respectfully, intelligently about the sport and the craft of the sport and the race, and it takes the viewer on a ride. So that's the other one. Third thing is even just the directorial component of putting on this production. And what I mean by that is like the camera work. So right now we just see, you know, more often than not, split screens with like a lead a lead camera on motorcycles in front of the leaders and all you see is just this like front on shot of the leader and 
that's maybe that's great for like a go-to shot to just kind of constantly have that but it really does not showcase the art of the race and the beauty of the human body in motion which is one of the reasons we love running so i think having that as like a go-to feed is good but you also need to do more of the you know whether it's aerial footage it's i mean i guess with cities it's hard to have drone footage and whatnot but having another camera or having the motorcycle camera getting either a little bit closer or on the side of the runners and giving us side shots one of the most beautiful things i think that we're seeing more and more of in track and field is that camera that follows the runners in like lane three and shows us right next to them like down kind of in the trenches running alongside so we see these sagittal plane views of the runners fully in motion and we can watch them jockeying for positions and moving and racing, not just this like overhead or front on shot where you can't, where you can't see their bodies move. You're just looking at like, it's like looking at a bad still photo of them just forever. Where if you see that side shot, you can see how they're moving how they're racing essentially. And then you can see, you know, all the glories and intricacies and beauty of their strides, which is again, one of the things that I think people, you know, any, any human runner going fast, it's like, has like a hypnotic quality that would be incredible for a broadcast. It's almost like, I mean, if nothing else, a marathon of like, you know, Eliud Kipchoge running or Mary Kaitani, you show them from the side and it's like the same quality of slow TV in Norway. You know, these six, seven hour footages of just this train going through a beautiful countryside that everybody tunes in to watch. It's like you could have that with running where it's just this beautiful man, beautiful woman just powering through the streets. You see the fans, the buildings go by. You're looking at them from the side. But if you look at it head on, yeah, it's like very visually blah. So better camera work there is a very simple fix just to make a better product second is having one or two more cameras throughout the field so you could have them on you know if it's an american audience see the american race chris derrick and jared ward were running together for most of the race why was there not a camera on them why were we not seeing that play out why did we not have a camera on you know desi linden as she was you know working her way through the grit of the you know top 10 trying to hang in there while you know she fell off why did we not see that why did we not see the other women jockeying back for you know eighth ninth tenth eleventh twelfth great stories all up and down there why could we not see this like why are all of those characters just lost like if mary kaitani is blasting away that's great we definitely want to see that but we could also, if you're gonna cut away and appease this, you know, ADD bend of an American audience watching this, cut back to, you know, these other runners that are in the race. We have deep pro fields of, you know, 30 runners in the men's, 30 runners in the women, each with like incredible stories and goals. And that was one of the awesome things with New York that the media did a beautiful build up to this, whether it was you know, piece after piece in the New York Times of Desi Linden, Allie Kiefer, Shlaine Flanagan, selling it so well. 
just, you know, beautiful piece on Jeffrey Kamwara from them. Then ESPN rolling out coverage after coverage. And then, you know, then you go to like the running specific outlets like Let's Run just all week long published just a ridiculous number of good build-ups. And we had just this absolute potpourri of wonderful stories. And as soon as the race went off, we saw none of that. We saw this is like the climax to all of these cool stories that were playing out. The elite coordinators did such a good job crafting these fields and we saw none of it. And ultimate, so it was just a huge tragedy there. So having cameras on these runners, you know, would make it a better, better sporting event. And so it's like throw out, throw out all of that human interest stuff that you're doing and this is going to be a super controversial statement and people probably really disagree. I don't know. This might ruffle some feathers, but like really need to cut down on the coverage of the wheelchair racing in the, in the events, which I think it's, it's an incredible thing for the live performance for, you know, the people out there on the race course watching it. Um, but it doesn't need to occupy any significant, portion of the coverage on the you know national and international broadcast should tune in for the foot race and everything else will just be you know everything else just waters it down and you can you, you can never sell it or present it as the compelling professional sport that it is if you continually just try and like dress it up with you know, like I said, whether it's the wheelchair racing, the human interest stories, all these things speckled throughout. It's like, it's like if you have, you know, like a really good steak or something like that, and then you just throw mounds of ketchup and hot sauce and cook it well done and, you know, melt cheddar cheese on it. And you, what you end up having is just this thing that lacks all the flavor and character of the original ingredient and that's the sad thing is that marathon racing is really an incredibly beautiful operatic performance and competition that can have national international mass appeal if people are given a chance to fall in love with it and can feel the passion and see the humanity in the sport at the absolute elite level and it's like we're afraid to give it to them and we just need to do it to sell it to take a chance on it um, and it could be a really great product so those are my big critiques of you know using New York as an example this year but of broadly you know international marathon footage of you know cutting in and out of the race one you know, more passionate informed commentators be two and better camera work be three uh, those three things would lead to far far better coverage and as a bonus this is just this would be super avant-garde um, very simple but final thought like I would almost rather have all of those things and just see either the men's race or the women's race um, you know, like obviously both are going on and that's great. In this day and age, it'd be really cool if we could watch each separately on demand. Doesn't seem unreasonable to, those camera feeds are going, they're recording. Data is extremely cheap. There's absolutely no reason you can't 
have both of those. Um, so that would be actually kind of awesome. Because if you go back, some of my favorite marathon footages ever are, you know, it's the Olympic marathons where you just are watching the men, you're just watching the women. And so you can really, again, it's like you can watch the entire competition play out and see it as a competition, not just as this like demonstration of some people running. And then like 10 minutes later, there's, you know, some people minus two running. And then, you know, 30 minutes later, show it again. And it's like only three of the five people who were there 30 minutes ago are there. And it doesn't, like, you never see it as a competition. You never see the action. The, the, it's like, it's like you only get the Cliff Notes version of what's going on rather than, you know, reading, getting to read the novel. So if you showed just one race, that could be really compelling as a viewership. But that, I think that might be asking too much. Um, but on that note, the final thing, I guess this is the fourth one. Um, timing this the start and finish of the races like new york does this probably worse than any other marathon sadly which again i think they organize an incredible event probably for what goes on on the streets but not for selling it to you know an audience outside of new york which i guess maybe maybe they're not worried about um but if they want to share the beauty of their event with the nation and the world, this needs to change. And what I'm referring to is starting the women 30 minutes before the men. This is absurd and silly because what ends up happening then is that at, by the time they get to the finish, you're looking at like a 15 minute differential between the first women and the first men. And the problem that this runs into then, you know, you could say, from a maybe crowd standpoint watching it, maybe that's great because it's like all the people out on the course get to see the elite men or the elite women go by and then only have to wait, you know, depending on where they are, 25, 20, 15 minutes before the elite men go by. And so it's great for viewership. And then you see like the masses of the crowds go by. So it creates like continuous, you know, viewing for people on the course. It's a nightmare if you want to broadcast your race nationally because what ends up happening is the men and women start really entering the closing stages of the race kind of together slightly offset by a couple miles so you can't show what is often the most dynamic part of the race you can't show both going on together it's absurd so you know if there's a break or something going on in the women's race covering that something crazy could be going on with the men and you can't see it play out and then you know add insult to injury this is the absolute worst part woman finishes and as soon as as soon as the, the you know the lead women finish you have the camera locked on them and it's all of a sudden you just have like you default have to have the camera there for at least five minutes of just you know, showing the footage of the winner crossing the line, showing second place, third place, fourth place, fifth place, like streaming in so you can see, you know, the top women all finishing. It's all there, you know, see the finishers hugging, all of that stuff. And all the while, the last 15 minutes of the men's race is playing out and we have no idea what's going on. All we see is this, you know, finish line footage of the women, which we want to see, obviously, but, you know, this plot has been resolved and the climax of the other plot is playing out. So 
what ends up happening then is like you inevitably have this like finish all the finish line footage and then you got to cut to the obligatory commercials so now you've eaten up like 10 minutes of the last 15 minutes of the men's race and sure enough in new york we only got to really see the last mile of an insanely epic battle between three heavyweights and it's just like you could start the women 15 minutes earlier and get 15 more minutes of gold in the men's race or heck start the women an hour earlier and be able to like show both races in all of their glory so it really it really like it's sad because they do such a good job assembling such incredible fields but it's like then you can't show it off you can't show off your product to the world these incredible competitions that you spend millions of dollars to put together these races that are you know highlights of the year for the sport and it's like you just completely cannibalize it by one simple thing and that's a you know 30 minute time differential at the start no like it just doesn't work do the math and you've done the work to build these incredible races show it off to the world let them see both so I guess that's the fourth thing. So first thing to review, see if I can go back and now remember all this stuff I just babbled. First thing to improve on is you getting getting rid of all of the human interest stuff for the national markets. You could, you know, you could even relegate that, you know, going back and revisiting that first point. Have local TV coverage, like the local news stations. They could have separate marathon coverage and do all of that so all the people in all of New York can tune into their local, there's NBC, ABC, CBS station, does marathon footage, and just have nonstop coverage of that, of, of the cool local stories. Or have a separate segment after the marathon, after all the finishes of like another half hour, hour of like this stuff that after we've watched this awesome epic battle play out, you can then now see all the you know the celebrity chefs running the people running for charity the like people with awesome backstories it doesn't need to go on during it it can go on after it's like it's like the the epilogue to the to the great competition we just saw so that's the first one is getting rid of all of those human interest stories that disrupt the cognitive flow and prevent you from really following and viewing it as a competition second is more passionate commentators third better camera work fourth is sensible starting times taking into account the finishing dynamics so those four things could massively massively improve dynamics and i would say the one marathon that i've seen in recent years um, that captures like pretty much all of those really really well was the amsterdam marathon this year so if you want the biggest contrast to the nightmare of production that New York was for us this year. Go back and watch the Amsterdam Marathon from a couple weeks ago. They had it on demand on NBC Gold, and it was just beautiful. They had some of the most beautiful camera work I've ever seen. They had a, because it runs along canals, they had a camera on a boat, so you could see these long footed, long, long shots of just the runners from the side with camera out in the boat of just them streaking along the water racing each other and it was just gorgeous you had just one one race it was just a men's race but like i said i i don't care if it's a men's race or women's race they're fantastic competitions but just having one so you can have this continuous competition that you're following and you had 
I would say the commentators for that were pretty weak, so they could have did a better job on there. They weren't very weren't very informed, but they're they're clearly passionate, just not not very informed or I don't know. It seemed like they hadn't practiced their craft very well, um, so the commentators were a little off. But then you didn't really have the start time issue either. So it was beautiful camera work and beautiful continuous flow of a race. Um, that is that should set the template for how other races could move forward. It was so wonderful. So Amsterdam was an example of you know, what's going right. But uh, but yeah. So those are thoughts on how to show off the professionalism of you know, the most beautiful and fundamental sport in our wonderful human race. Can do it better. We can be better. We can do it better. So let's be better, guys. We all are of a kind.